Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now your host, Mark Stoner. Hello and welcome back to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stoner. Excited to be with you again this week. I hope you guys have a, had a great week. And um, I'm excited to continue our success kit for this episode. Today's uh, success kit topic is going to be patience. Something I think I'm okay at. Uh, and I'm going to kind of explain some things I'm patient about and some things I'm not. But patience is part of the success kit. Again, the success kit is hustle, focus, optimism, discipline, failure, risks, patience, criticism, persistence. The total cost is hard work and the change due. Nobody owes you shit. Man, I'll tell you this week, I, um, I've really been getting into now is the time for everything. And my good friend Dennis is. Dennis was on the show a few weeks ago and he came to work for me and he's understanding my philosophy of now is absolutely the best time to do anything. Send the email, send the text, request something, download the book. Now, 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 now. It's just the speed of business today. With that being said, you got to be patient too. So you got to be patient in the right things and you've got to force the uh, certain other things up. So let's talk about being patient in the right areas. Like one of the areas that I, it's not uncommon for me to make a mistake in is moving fast and doing the old ready, fire, aim scenario. And I talk about it a lot where I want to move, move, move. But at the same time, I have a lot of patience in the way the thing has to develop once I've put something in place. And I think um, overall, um, I should be more patient in the creation process and in the get off the ground process when I'm all momentum. I'm just momentum, momentum, momentum. And patient patience does not help me launch. Now, sometimes I've launched into things too quickly. So you've got to figure out what that is. If you're all patience, then don't listen to this. If you're just waiting for all kinds of stuff, hey, this isn't your topic. You've got that. You need to go into risks, failure, optimism, focus, hustle. But for me, I'm all those other things. And patient is not what I mean. I think I'm patient with people and I'm patient with their them as people. But in business, I have no patience, very little patience completely. So you know, I think uh, I read a I read a saying that was very interesting. It said, "Don't compare your chapter one with someone else's chapter 20. And it showed a picture of Amazon. You know, Jeff Bezos sitting there at a desk, and the desk was actually a door that he put on some filing cabinets, flipped over, and then it had Amazon on a banner behind him. It looked like it was hand painted on there." And, you know, and sometimes it happens with me in the chimney business. You know, I recently was named, I was on the Inc. 5000 list. And a lot of people say, yeah, I want to, I want to be there. I thank you for, you know, 
having some kind of guide post and but some people get impatient too and and they're like but they don't realize I've been doing this since I'm 8 I was 18 years old I'm 53 now I mean that's you can't compare your first couple years in business with my 36th year in business and I I won that award right now maybe it's a goal for you it wasn't really a goal for us but it just kind of came about when all the things finally lined up but I watch a lot of chimney companies out there. They're moving way faster than I did at that at that point of the game. They're moving faster. They're moving smarter. They're doing things better than I did. I mean, that was a one-truck operation for 17 years. So that should tell you something, that I was not the fastest mover. I didn't really know how to move. And therefore, you know... I was stagnant. You know, if somebody looked at me when I was 35, they'd be going, wow, what a loser. Uh, yeah. Okay. You're a chimney sweep musician. And, you know, now, you know, I'm 53 and it's, it's a whole different thing. And, you know, I said, oh, of course that was a smart decision, but man, I've said it a bunch. Nobody said that for the, probably the first, you know, 30 years of this thing. It's only been in the last, probably since 2010, when people are like, oh, wow, I got really got something there. You know, 2008, you know, nobody was my friend, right? <laughs> I had to lay everybody off and start over. And now nobody's your friend there. And you just crashed a dang business. But, you know, 10 years of hard work. And, you know, I've said this before. It's going to take five to seven years to get significant, I think, significant momentum in the service business. You got to give yourself some time. And so I think we've hit a certain place in my business and I'm super excited about the next five to seven, 10 years about what's going to happen. I feel like we've really got some crazy cool momentum. We got some crazy cool people in different areas and such high skill sets and such high energy and ability that, gosh, I feel like we, we are just on the doorstep of doing a lot of cool things and we've already done a lot of cool things. So but patience, you know, patience is, it, so I have a lot of patience with people and I have very little patience with starting of businesses and getting them off. So I, I read this Forbes article and I'm just going to read it to you. And uh, it was Forbes, let me see, the name of the article was Three Reasons Why You Should Be Patient in Business. And this was written uh, in July 2017. I won't read the whole article, but Basically, I'll read to you. Okay, impatience is self-sabotage. When you jump to a hasty conclusion, you end up creating an artificial timeline in your mind. When people or processes fail to align with that timeline, the mind can run wild. You begin to question the motives and intentions of the people on the other side of the equation and put forth ultimatums that may or may not be considered, uh, considered reasonable. This often leads to two unfortunate outcomes. First, impatient makes you look desperate. Impatience makes you look desperate. Pushing a partner too aggressively or ensuing, uh, issuing unreasonable ultimatums is, is extremely off-putting. In my experience, I've found that such actions come across as a major red flag to external parties. More often than not, it kills the deal. Second, and perhaps most importantly, this kind of impatient is the ultimate self-sabotage. It clouds the judgment, distract, detracts from your credibility, and damages relationships. I'm partially guilty of this behavior. Several years ago, my co-founder and I 
were approached by a public technology company looking to acquire Bode Tree. I guess that's his business. The deal would have been transformative and extremely lucrative, but but the due diligence process seemed to drag on for longer than necessary. In my in my naivety, naivete, I adopted a take-it-or-leave-it stance with the other company, and unsurprisingly, they opted to leave it. Looking back, I realized that I allowed my impatience uh, to influence my actions. He goes on for another thing. but So the next thing was all good things take time. One thing I'm sure of in this world is that nothing of value comes easily. In fact, anything of value takes time, whether it's a matter of developing a skill, building a relationship, or launching a business initiative. Although entrepreneurs like myself like to simplify matters as much as possible, the truth is that the world is a complex place full of nuance. For example, a recent deal that saw Bode Tree acquire another business took seven months from start to finish. As far as acquisitions go, that was extremely fast. But of course, I didn't feel that way while we were in the thick of the process. I'd say before every deal dies, th- before every deal dies three times before it closes, and there was no except this was no exception. There were a number of instances where it appeared that the deal would fall through, and I know that I had given into my natural impatience. Uh, if I would have, if I would have given into my natural impatience, they would have. So, I agree with that. I mean, I, as I said earlier, this good thing called the chimney sweeping business took super long for me to develop, and if somebody was being impatient, uh, they would have long given up on this on this thing before it actually started to bear fruit i can tell you many times my cfo back in the day 2006 2005 while i was trying to get it going he kept saying mark why are you doing this you could go work for somebody else you could you know you are i don't understand it and i did have patience in the in the dream of what this could be I think there's an advantage now if, if people listen to the show that may be in the chimney business that you've seen other companies that were big and kind of out there and you kind of watch what they do and just mimic them. At the time I was trying to do it, I really didn't have anybody in front of me, too far in front of me. I had Jim Brewer who had a 10 truck operation and that was enough of a guidepost to me uh, to do that. So I think you need guideposts like that. And then let's see, the last thing was uh, patience really is a virtue. As entrepreneurs, we live in a world that values quick thinking and dynamic action. This is not a bad thing in and of itself. However, when you allow these traits to manifest in the form of impatience, problems arise. As difficult as it may be, entrepreneurs must remember that patience, especially in business, truly is a virtue. This was written by a guy named Chris Myers. Uh, co-founder and CEO of Bowtree, a tech-enabled franchise services company, and he's a frequent MSNBC contributor. So patience, man, that's one type of patience in business. It's a type of patience with your people. And then there's got to be a patience with developing people as, as, say, technicians, as managers, as leaders. You know, I... I love seeing people grow. It's one of the most it's one of the most beneficial things that I I just love it. I see somebody getting better and it just it just 
I love it. I love somebody getting stronger and better and stepping up and taking more accountability. And when they make a decision, they own it. When they they screw it up, they own it. It's like, oh, that was me. I messed that up. I totally extreme ownership this result. Man, that is just the best stuff. You know, um, I've had several managers that over, over this last year, you can see them getting stronger and getting better and uh, wanting more things. And I've also seen managers fail. I've seen managers feel like they're crushed under the weight of whatever we're doing, or they're tired, or they're, you know, the change, they're just tired of the change. And I'm sure if you're in the chimney business right now, in most parts of the country, you are so busy. You're feeling the cracks of the business. You're feeling the pressure of the customers being mad and your people making mistakes and they're dumb mistakes. They're the dumbest mistakes ever that we forgot to order something or we ordered the wrong size or the part didn't come in and we forgot to tell the customer or a million different things are happening to your business right now. And it's frustrating. And you're like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I want to do it. Business is going to kick my butt. But this is where patience really kicks in. You have to, for me, I call this the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, and we're in the last, you know, 10 minutes is the next couple months. We are, we are finishing this out strong. We, uh, and we don't want to make a lot of changes in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, right? You got a plan. And you have to execute the plan. You can't, okay, change everything about the business. Like, you know, I had a meeting today with my software, with a new software company, because I'm thinking about changing software, because I feel like we're about to, we're outgrowing, you know, one of the systems we're in, and we have had it for 15 years, and it's been great. It's got us here, but it's absolutely, we're outgrowing it and QuickBooks. Like, both of those programs were coming to the end of their some people, some people told me I need to move up to, to big boy software. So big boy software is just a fancy term for expensive, but it does have more uh, capability that now we need it reporting and things like that. So patience in the, in time of crisis or in time of hectic is also a key that, we even though we're you know got to put out a lot of fires now is not the time to change the team change the system move the business you've got to do that in the plan and so another thing that gives you patience is is kind of that quadrant that I talk about where you've got you got the four quadrants of kind of what's important so you've got and I've talked about this before too which is urgent important in the upper left, you got urgent, not important in the upper right. In the lower left, you've got uh, important, not urgent. And then in the lower right, you've got not important, not urgent. And when you can work in the important, uh, in the important, not urgent world and have patience as you develop things, that makes for a better, less chaotic business long-term. If you find yourself in the important, urgent world and you got so many things that are important and urgent every day, number one, that's your fault as the owner. 
that's your fault as the manager, and it can be your fault as the technician or as the employee. If you're always working in that, now, if stuff's given down on you and you're always out there fighting fires from your management above, maybe you need to have a talk with them about how to fix it, how it affects you, how it wears you out. And recently, I've kind of had a change in my business philosophy with as it comes to customers right now that we're so busy and I don't like to be booked out as as far as we are. I only really want to be booked out for the next week. Two weeks tops, and that's it. After that, I hate it. So now I'm almost in the business of disqualifying people, disqualifying customers. And I want to talk about that a little bit because that takes quite a bit of patience too. So what I mean by disqualifying people is if basically... You know, I, I'm running a lot of estimates. I'm running, I'm trying to say yes to everybody. Yeah, we can get you taken care of. Yeah, we'll move things around. Yeah, everything in my metal shop guy today said, man, everything seems to be coming in ASAP. It's like ASAP is moving ahead of regular and ASAP has to be the exception, not the rule. And everybody's having problems with supply chain because, you know, you've got, you know, for us, you know, powder coaters that are backed up. We've got suppliers that are backed up. Trucking companies are backed up. Things come in damaged. Small parts from other things are backed up and people are just getting impatient. But man, this is COVID reality. It's just how it is. And and so now I, on my recording, we, we are uh, for my voicemail. If you get it, it says, Hey, we are booked out three weeks for this. We're booked out four weeks for this, six weeks for this service. These are our you know, these are our wait times. If you still would like us to, you know, talk to you and, and, and try to provide service, feel free to leave a message and we will get back to you just as soon as possible. When the office people are calling, the first thing before we go into getting all their information and go into our pitch, we're saying, here's our wait times. Do you need any more information? Do we need to continue? Or, you know, if you need something tomorrow, you'll have to call somebody else. I never used to do that. I always wanted to get them on and and make sure that we you know, got every customer. In fact, when I changed my voicemail, my phone company guy said, Hey man, I, I heard you want to change your voicemail to like, tell people about how long the wait is for you. He goes, man, that doesn't sound like a great idea. And I said, well, let me tell you why it is an idea that I'm going to try because the people who will wait, uh, who, and they, they're going to be great customers. They understand what it is. And we're setting it up on the front end that this is a high, you, you, we're a, you know, we're a premium service. You're calling it the busiest time. And if you, if you understand those, you're, you're our kind of customer, but you'll have to wait, you know, in line with the other people who have been waiting to, and we are scaling as fast as we can. I mean, we, we've added, I think in the last couple of weeks, we've added close to 11 people in, in all of our branches. And so for us, that's scaling quick. Now, some businesses, that's super slow. They add 100 people a month. But for us, that's quite a bit. So for me, I, um, you know, I'm having to teach my customers patience. And by teaching them that, I'm upfront with them and clear with them about expectations and uh, that is a different kind of, I've never been there before in business. I've never really done that. I've heard of other people doing it. 
And I've also heard of some companies disqualifying, I mean, hard disqualifications on customers on the phone. And, and if you, if they'll come through the fire of the disqualification of, you, you know, it's going to be this much money, it's going to be this much wait time, it's going to be, you know, whatever, uh, and they still want you to do it, you've got a great chance of, of, you know, landing the job. My friend that's in the, uh, in the carpet cleaning business, he's a hard disqualifier. He's like, I'm the most expensive guy out there. I've got the longest wait times. I have this, you know, if you want something cheap, call Stanley Steamer. If you, you know, call Carp Kim Dry or somebody else that he thinks is cheaper. And if you want the absolute best guy for the situation, that's me. But there's a cost and a weight with it, and and you will get taken care of better than anybody. And he's he's telling them the truth because he is the very best. But he's there's a price to pay. If you want him, you're going to have to ante up, and you're going to have to be patient. And um, I think that's an interesting way to to get to a point. And sometimes you're limiting your growth. But, you know, you also can't just keep growing and growing and growing because you're impatient and you wreck your name or you wreck your, you know, who you're about and, and what, you know, what, what is quality and wh- who are you? So I'm going to wrap up the patience episode with another article from Entrepreneur Magazine. And uh, this was, let's see, eight ways practicing patience radically increases your capacity for success. Number one, positive rewards. Impatience is a habit, and so is patience. When we lack patience, we are unable to delay gratification for more than the moment, which fills us with frustration. Frustration is the emotional energy that drives quitting. When we're impatient, we're unable to work toward the business goals in a dedicated fashion. We start to quit in order to start again. We start to quit in order to start again, and we run this pattern over and over. Interesting. Hadn't heard of it like that. Challenging a habit requires strong motivation. We have to be guaranteed rewards that will come from adopting a more mature response. Patience can reward us with positive recognition, greater sales, increased customer satisfaction, stronger profits, or a promotion we seek. Uh, next, two, smart decision making. When it comes to making good decisions, patience is your most formidable resource. When people are in business and are looking for the edge over the competition and ways to improve their performance, if this is you, don't be disillusioned enough to believe that sharp business plans and the best talent around are a substitute for the virtues needed to guide and direct a business in the right direction. Patience is one of those virtues. When we are patient, we stay out of the negative stories that can cloud our judgment. We uh, what ifing ourselves with disastrous outcomes is as is typically human, but also completely destructive to our capacity to make sound decisions. When we are patient, we have the mindfulness to stop the focus on the present moment. By being in the moment, we're able to make wise choices that take the big and small picture into account. That's a good one. Next, it builds reputation. Successful business people set themselves apart from the rest of the pack by mastering the skill sets that lead to success. Patience gives us grit. It gives us the ability to work steadily toward our goals. And when we reach our goals consistently, consistently, we build our reputation. 
Great reputations are developed through persevering, not giving up. If it is when we persist, I'm sorry, it is when we persist despite the odds that we achieve the desired levels of success we seek. Any endeavor that could possibly become a great success requires us to dedicate ourselves to a long, hard effort. Man, that's the truth. (laughs) This is only a possibility when we are patient with our progress, no matter how fast or slow it goes. So we strive to be the last business person community our company standing and others will see us as accountable, dependable, and their first choice for someone to conduct business with. Number four, self-possession. Patience puts us in a direct control in direct control of ourselves, and there is no more powerful an aid to success than self-possession. When we are patient, we give ourselves time to choose how to respond to a given event. Rather than get emotionally hijacked by our emotions, I can't tell you how true that is. Whenever something is super stressful for me, I do not react right then. I give it time to totally cool down before I do anything. Mad customer, mad employee, mad anything. It allows us to stay gathered no matter what is happening. With self-management, we build trust in our capacity to deal with whatever comes our way. That's so good. A lack of success or progress can almost always be boiled down to a lack of patience. We, the most basic reason for impatience is lack of control. When we lack control, we lack understanding and insight. When we lack understanding and insight, we lack the ability to plan, communicate, and set realistic expectations. But when we claim control over these issues, we get to bask in the rewards patients, and in the rewards patients can deliver. Number five, tolerance. Patience increases our threshold of tolerance. It gives us the foresight to expect obstacles in our path and to deal with them diplomatically. When we expect challenges, we respond with more courage, strength, and optimism. We understand that emotional discomfort is part of any obstacle and accept that life's curveballs curveballs are a natural part of the business cycle. Therefore, we don't add any additional suffering, bitterness, or revenge to the mix. Instead, we roll up our sleeves, do the work and we and that we need to do. That is so right. When you get smacked in the face, just understand that's what you're being paid for. Business is nothing more than than solving problems and when you solve these 10 problems you get 10 more problems and that cycle never changes you just get more different higher level or different problems number six hope patience brings hope it brings a continued renewal of belief in our desired goals and in our heights we are striving to achieve when we are hopeful We have a natural resilience and willingness to keep trying because we trust in the possibility of a good outcome. As we succeed, slowly but surely, we come to understand that delay doesn't equal denial. Number seven, positive team culture. Being patient gives way to remarkable results. The main focus and priority of any business person, leader, or company should be the attitude or emotional tone of its culture. If the culture of our business is right, all of the other elements required for success, such as great customer service, will just happen. Developing a culture of engagement can be realized only through a patient devotion to what we are trying to achieve. Being patient then increases our chances of achieving what we want. 
When we are patient, we are better people, managers and business leaders. With patience, we treat other people with a sense of decency, which in turn increases the possibility that they will respond in kind. Excellence is number eight. Patience develops excellence. Talent is long-earned patience. At the core of every true success is an awareness of the difficulties inherent in any achievement and the confidence that by persisting and being patient, something worthwhile will be realized. In this way, genius is nothing but a greater propensity for patience. We fulfill our potential with patience. Through patience, we are enabled to offer our distinctive mark of excellence to the world. This is no small thing, for the world desperately needs the best of what each of us has to offer. Building a brand and reputation takes time. We cannot plant a seed and expect it to flower overnight. Success always begins with patience and the commitment to put in the due diligence necessary for excellence. Yet patience is not easy to come by. But the type of business person who is making sound decisions based upon solid values rather than impulsive reactions, patience is the one virtue that serves us as business people well. Patience takes time, conscientious effort to master, but impatience can lead to our demise. As Thomas Edison said, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. That's an excellent article from uh, Entrepreneur Magazine. All right, guys, I hope you liked my my episode on patience. Um, I got a couple more. Uh, oh, I, I should have looked them up before I started this podcast. A couple more really nice emails and texts from people. I'll read them next week on the show. If you like the show, please leave a, a uh, subscribe at the bottom, clearly, but leave a review if you get a chance. That matters in who listens and and we're over 22,000 listens now, and it's growing, and I love to hear from people, and um, it's just, it's, you know, the reason we do it, but also questions or anything you'd like me to talk about, and uh, we will continue with the success next week, success kit next week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.